Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The Pleasure Chest is kicking off the holiday season with Fun Factory Menstrual Cup donations to period.org. Revel in a little radical reciprocation by helping The Pleasure Chest give to those in need of more access to menstruation products. Just purchase any Fun Factory vibrator, butt plug, or curated Pleasure Chest kit before the end of the year, and they'll donate a menstrual cup to period.org. The Pleasure Chest now carries Fun Factory's own Fun Cup, which offers 12 hours of soft silicone sloughing off protection. So if you, like me, prefer this form of endometrium management, visit your local Pleasure Chest in New York City, LA, or Chicago. And if you want to give the gift of pleasure, from December 1st to December 31st, 2018, All purchases over $100 qualify for a gift voucher from the Pleasure Chest. The more you spend, the bigger the gift card. Plus, free shipping on all orders through December 21st. This offer is not valid with any other offer or discount. Valid on in-store purchases under $1,000 and online purchases at PleasureChest.com under $250. To find out more about this and other giving and receiving news, follow Pleasure Chest on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or visit PleasureChest.com. Mickey Agrawal. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) I am so happy to have you on the show. Thank you for having me over to your beautiful sunlit place. I first became aware of your work because of things, your... Would you call them period proof underwear? Period underwear? Period proof underwear. Yeah. So I, I'm i a user of Thinks. In fact, I think that Thinks is really has created the most meaningful change in my menstruation routine since I bought a Diva Cup or Keeper menstrual cup probably like 20 years ago. Wow. I like literally can't imagine what it is like to menstruate not using a cup. I mean, obviously people should do whatever they feel comfortable with and what works for their body, but using a cup made such a positive change in my menstrual routine. Really like the only thing about it was overflow. And, you know, and I just like dealt with that because again, it was like transference, like, well, we're all used to dealing with bullshit around bleeding. So like, this is just uh, the bullshit I'd prefer. (laughs) I have three things. I usually use all three in like a a cycle and like having that in addition so that like when there's overflow, especially if I'm going to be like on a plane at work exercising, whatever. Yeah. Or like in somebody's home where I'm like, don't want to even like worry that there is horror movies splattering happening, which I, you know, do freely in my own home, pour it on the plants, whatever. Just the idea of like the fact that you are an entrepreneur and an, an inventor 
around products that are associated with both personal shame and then like larger social taboos is is really is really powerful. So then when I found out that your newest project was making bidets not only more commercially accessible to the general public, but also bidet education, <laughs> bidet education. <laughs> I was really excited. And then when you emailed me, I was like, we got to we gotta talk about this because who's who's talking about it? Almost no one. Right. And, in, and in, the, in the West anyway, so. And almost nobody wants to talk about it. Sure. Even, you know, when I first started Thinks, people were like, oh, talking about periods, you're so uncouth. You're so, like, why are you talking about this? You're trying to get attention in this weird way. And same thing with Tushy. No one will ever spray their butts. And I'm like, okay, but you take a shower, right? Do you yeah. not, you don't, it's not like you use dry paper to wash the rest of your body and not turn the water on, right? right? right. You actually use water to wash your body. So why is it that, that the dirtiest part of our body, mm. we're using only dry paper? Yeah. It's just like, think about it. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, would you wash your dirty dishes that's got like, you know, like E. coli or whatever on it? <laughs> yeah. And then like... And then, like, just use dry paper and then put it your, your your plate away. You'll never do that. No. Same thing with your body. So it's just like we have been indoctrinated for so long in such a deep way that using toilet paper is our truth. But actually, it's not our truth. It's mm. just the way it's been. And I think if we unpack that with so many of the things that we do in society and in life today ourselves we, that we believe so deeply is our truth. Mm. It's not truth. It's just what's been acceptable by society's past. So why toilet paper in a, just like, let's talk about America. Why, why, why toilet paper do you think? Well, so in the late 1800s, the Scots brothers and the Charmin family, mm. the people who created those, those brands, they created this consumable product they're mm. like what can we create that um, that people do every day well they poop right right we pee and we poop and so what can we create that people can buy over and over and over again every household needs one or it is a unhygienic household not not only household but also businesses consumer spaces public spaces and back then they had the most money. They yeah. were the richest families that can yeah. actually put money towards marketing this soft teddy bear like paper. Oh, uh, yes. You know, so it was, um, and, and of course, since the late 1800s, so then our grandparents, our parents, you know, our great grandparents, everyone, you know, since, since the 1800s have used this, this, this paper material. Yeah. And so what has happened is now it's, it's literally, we're flushing down 15 million trees every single year to make toilet paper not to mention the you know the billions of gallons of water because it takes 37 gallons of water to actually create one roll of toilet paper mm. to actually press a piece of toilet paper roll down yeah and so one roll 37 gallons of water plus the trees plus the processes to make it plus the production plus energy the plastic that, the plastic, that it comes in all of it the, the little the, the the round paper thing in the middle the yeah. cardboard thing just the whole thing, the transportation, the gas required to bring it to your store yeah. versus using one pint of water, which properly cleans you and you're using either 80% less toilet paper to pat dry mm. or you're using an organic bamboo butt towel, which mm. is what they use in, in Italy. Mm. In Italy, they don't use toilet paper very much. They use towels because you're clean. You're taking a shower and you're just patting dry. And so we, we also, on top of creating a really affordable bidet that attaches to your existing toilet. It's not like those weird French bidets where you have to shimmy over with your poopy butt, which is to <laughs> clean it, which doesn't make 
any sense to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, how do you even, you know, so, so. It's certainly, certainly more comfortable and streamlined. To which, just sit where you're doing it and just spray your butt right there. And yeah. the Japanese toilets are far too expensive. Right. They cost thousands of dollars. They're plumbing plus electrical. Mm. So most of us are renters. Yeah. And so for us to have to buy this very expensive Japanese toilet. You spend money on plumbing, spend money on electrical. It doesn't make any sense. Thousands of dollars later and you're moved out in a couple of years. So it doesn't make any sense. And so what, 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 what I wanted to create was simply a beautiful, aesthetically pleasing modern bidet that attaches to your existing toilet and turns any toilet into a bidet in 10 minutes. There's no plumbing or electrical required. Mm. It also does not pull the water from your bowl or your tank. It comes from the water directly from the wall, the same water you brush your teeth with. So it's like the it's fresh, 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 clean water. Cool. And then it we comes with a little splitter and a hose, and you just split off the water and it just comes it just it comes right into your tushy. It, you simply take your toilet seat off, you put the tushy on there, put it back down, and you're done. It's literally a ten minute installation process. We have it all simply in the instructions. It's just like, you know, I think I think. F- for, for me and for our team, it's really now all about shifting culture again. Mm. You know, it's really about getting people to not chop 15 million trees and not spend their 20 bucks a month on toilet paper unnecessarily. Over time, it's thousands of dollars per year that you're, you're it's thousands of dollars that you're saving over time by using simply a bidet. And you're also saving your health and hygiene. Right now, there are 30 million combined cases of chronic urinary tract infections, hemorrhoids, yeast infections, anal fissures, anal itching, all of these things are exacerbated by the fact that we're not clean down there. And you're sitting on like infection and disease for hours and hours, you know, during the days. And so we don't often think about it because we just run into the bathroom, do what we've been doing for generations and run out of there as fast as we can, pretending like we were never there. Yeah, yeah. And then we sit on on our our butts all day long. That's really just infecting oftentimes our vaginas and... Mm. Extra exacerbation causes hemorrhoids, anal fissures. When you're using wet wipes, wet wipes cause anal fissures over time because it strips away the natural oils from your behind. Hmm. So it's really, it really is an education because people are like, I would never spray poop on my butt. It probably spray poop sprays, sprays everywhere, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, it doesn't. It's like a reverse waterfall. It just sprays, poop goes right down into the toilet. Mm. You're fine. There's so many weird things as to why, you know, we haven't adopted the bidet. And really the... The real root of it is that a French person invented the bidet mm. and the English hated the French for a really long time. <laughs> and so it was, and, and that's the first reason. Uh-huh. The second reason is during World War II, when American soldiers went to fight in Europe, yeah. they would go to French brothels mm. and they would see bidets in French brothels. Huh. And they associated bidets as something dirty and sexual. And because we live in this puritanical America, mm. when they came back, they were like, we were not in brothels. We think bidets are disgusting and totally like off bad off limits interesting and they imported pizza they did not import you know they did not import bidets but they brought back pizza after world war ii i mean thank you (laughs) like right i'm not gonna why do we have to choose between pizza and bidets it's like you could have brought both back guys it's not a big deal easy yeah so in summation capitalism ruins everything around me (laughs) and Americans and the English hate the French. And, and we live in a puritanical and society. And whoreophobia. Still, we yeah. live in a puritanical oh, yeah. world. We're yeah. sec- I've noticed we're, that, yeah. I'm sure you, you've experienced in your in your life, like, yeah. I mean, the, being a sexual being is considered so taboo. It's probably yeah. the most taboo still. I think so. On, on the planet. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, that's something that I think we need to really unpack. 
Well, I agree. So let's talk about bidets. <laughs> first of all, you're preaching to the converted. I can't remember the first time that I encountered a bidet. It was probably in like early European travel. I think that I'm somebody who's naturally like, oh, it's a different way of doing something. Like, I'll check it out. And I was like, this is great. I spent a little bit of time in Thailand a few years ago and got like really super duper used to it. Yeah. And then, you know, my very good friend, Tristan Terramino, who besides being an amazing person is like a legendary sex educator and specifically an educator around anal sex and at Tristan <laughs> Terramino's house all, all of the toilets have bidets and I, I don't actually know if she's like invested in the fancy toilet that is connected to your plumbing but it has console on the wall and you can press there are like little icons for like all the different things and like the different heats and like the spray for this thing and like the more of the gushing for this thing and I was just like and you know staying with her I'm you know again it's like after whether I'm in Thailand or with Tristan, I'm just like, when I leave, I'm like, no, God, take me back. <laughs> it but makes a difference. It actually is life-changing. I mean, when you think about, you know, my, my, the product I, I created for, for, for women's periods, that, that truly, you know, as you said, it, it, it has impacted my life as well. I'm wearing yeah. them right now. Yeah. However, it's a one week a month thing. Mm -hmm. You know, pooping is, a, if you're lucky, an everyday thing. Yeah. And I think having a bidet just eliminates so much of the messiness and the time spent wiping and washing. I mean, prior to having a bidet, I literally, ha I, I was that person definitely using 57 sheets of toilet paper per day, which is what the average American uses wow. per day. 57 sheets because they're like putting around their hands several times. They don't touch the poop. Yeah. And it's like a whole thing. And I would literally go into the bathroom, take two wads of dry paper, put it underneath the sink so to make two wads of wet paper, then I would take hmm. the first wad. I would I would you know like try to clean as much as I can. Then I would take dry paper and then pat it dry. Then I would take the second wad of of wet paper and I would you know clean it again. And I would take more dry paper to dry. It was like a I used so much toilet paper. It was such a gross process. Like the poopy water would sometimes get in my hand. I mean the whole thing was just yeah. foul. I didn't want to use wet wipes because I knew that it strips away the natural oils from behind over yeah. time and yeah. can cause anal fissures and all these things. My husband, we just got married, for our very, very first Valentine's Day eight years ago, he got me this really kind of like this Chinese bidet mm. thing. And I was like, oh my God, like this thing exists, like this a thing that attaches your toilet exists. Wow. And so I reached out to the manufacturer and I said, hey, what if I created my own design, my mm. own style, my own, the, my, the whole, my own brand and put that out? Would you be able to manufacture it? And he said, yes. I mean, it'll cost you like so much money for the, for like the mold to make the thing and the whole thing. But then I raised the money and I, and, and, and did it. And cool. with my, and with my team now we're, you know, it, it really is all about like, you can't shift culture with an ugly product. You know, I realized that you have to, you, it has to be an aesthetically pleasing product. It has to have a great, a beautiful brand, a beautiful brand aesthetic, especially if you're talking about something taboo. Something taboo. And, you know, this is something that we talk about a lot with vibrators and butt plugs and kink gear and, and other sex toys that when something is involved in your intimate life, whether it's specifically about pleasure or uh, just uh, about self-care related to more intimate parts of your body, it comes very naturally to us to like want to be intimately 
involved with people that we find cute so like it makes sense that like when we're looking for products that we're going to like have an intimate relationship with that we would like want that to be cute too it's like a hundred percent not that much of a stretch anyway and it's true like you know with both thinks and tushy you know i i think so many of the people that now use our product use products use them because their first glance at an advertising campaign or the creative wasn't like, ew, they're talking about periods. Ew, they're talking about poop. It's like, oh, that's beautiful. It, it, it wasn't their first reaction was one of like a horrifying, like trying to recoil from the conversation, the subject matter. It was really about the beautiful aesthetic. Now that I'm thinking about like frumpy period underwear <laughs> or, or period underwear that doesn't affirm or reflect your gender or a super homely appliance in your bathroom that sort of does reinforce the shame as well, where it's like, we're we're not putting any aesthetic energy into this because we're actually all trying to not talk about it as much as possible anyway. So it kind of like accentuates and then you, and then, and then you feel sort of like frumpy and shameful. You don't feel ex- excitement or pleasure about, or like, or care about it anyway. A hundred percent. And it's actually fascinating the number of, customers who've reached out to us or who've written reviews either on our website or on Amazon, the overarching thing that we keep hearing over and over again is we love showing it to our friends. We love bringing our friends into our bathroom to show them the product because we've never ever done that before. And it's really like the fact that you just said that rings so true because initially you're like, oh, we we just, it's just a bathroom, like use a bathroom and then you leave and you're done versus like becoming like a piece de resistance where you want to show them (laughs) the thing, you know? So that really did create a shift for people. It just in, in the, in the, in the limiting shame is like, look at this beautiful, cool product. It just, it just made them in that alone, something being beautiful actually can lift shame as well. You know, just hearing your, your pitch, um, (laughs) uh, it made me think of a couple of things. It made me think about the classic, conflict that one has with whoever you happen to live with whether they're roommates or intimate partners or family or all of the above the like conflict over who needs to buy toilet paper (laughs) and like the dishes is like never actually a fight about who needs to buy toilet paper it's really about power and resentment and hell being other people and you like want somebody else to think the way that you do and then they're not and or you think that they're being cheap or you think that they're being disrespectful or whatever and uh it totally eliminates that (laughs) (laughs) a hundred percent and i i totally know what you mean because when my sister and i lived together it was such a conversation around like but i bought it last time and you bought yeah it's like okay we'll split it there could be any number of things in the house that if that you can play chicken about getting the detergent yeah 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 even even like basically all food toothpaste i know (laughs) but like if there's no toilet paper like the house is not a home (laughs) Uh, i totally no but 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 you're but you're changing that I mean, I, I think it will cause less conflict. It's true. It's one of those value propositions <laughs> I haven't even added to our website, but you're, I think I might. You're spreading peace. You can, yeah, <laughs> you can have that one for free. Um, but also, I would, I would also say that like one of the reasons why I'm actually truly passionate about this product beyond it, it changing your life for yourself, but mm. it really is that you know for every 
Tushy that we sell, we we actually help build clean toilets for people in, in India cool. and in the developing world. I mean, right now, I don't know if you know that the global sanitation crisis is affecting over a billion people. Do you know about the Fatberg of London? Oh, yeah. And they're here, too. Fatbergs. Uh, yeah. In New York City. New York City are, is trying to ban yeah. wet whites because of the Fatbergs. Yeah. They're... they're the London one, the London one, I think it's in the British Museum or like, you know, as a sort of like urban artifact, like a modern urban artifact, a hopefully like a cautionary tale. It's so gross. And for people who don't, do you want to describe the Fatberg for people who uh, don't know? Yes. A Fatberg is basically when mostly when it's wet wipes and food particles and yeah. oil, yeah. Congeal, like cooking oil, cooking oil, congeal into these like island size like i like like blockages in sewage pipes yeah which cost millions of dollars for cities to clean them out imagine being a sewage worker have to have to go down to these sewage pipes and then clean out these wet wipe like you know food particle poop infested like blockages as for 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 like days and days and days and days and days until they're cleared out which takes oftentimes so many people to go and, and clear those out. So cities are getting so fed up with wet wipes. Buildings who rent their buildings out yeah. to, to to people, you know, they get they get so many more plumbing issues yeah. because of wet wipes. It's a real it's a real problem. So Fatbergs because of that, like New York City is really tr- attempting and trying to ban wet wipes because of the blockages. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure there's a lot of tampons in there too, right? I mean, every oh, yeah. every restroom, I feel I feel like. Every public restroom that I go to, there's some, you know, sign to some degree of, of either like politeness or sternness being like, yo, for real, though. Like and so he, so here's an interesting thing about that. Like the fact that people so I'm always whenever I see those signs in public restrooms that are like, please only flush toilet paper down this toilet. Yeah. Which, first of all, if they all have bidets, then you wouldn't even need to put That's toilet right. paper in there either. <laughs> and but like. I always sort of like chuckle to myself about it because as I've said, you know, I've probably used 50 tampons in the past 20 years. Wow. Emergency situations stuck right. somewhere without my keeper, right? I love it. Fuck tampons. But anyway, so I was sort of like, I see that and I'm like, well, this is like a warning for other people and doesn't, doesn't apply to me, but really, uh, but it does puzzle me a little bit because why are people flushing wet wipes and tampons and i think that the answer is the same root as this thing that we've been talking about that is you know sort of the the motivation behind your products which is that people are too embarrassed even to like wrap something in to like wrap a used tampon in toilet paper and put it i mean usually there's like a little there's like a trash can in there okay so even if there's not a trash can to walk out of a restroom possibly encounter another human being i don't know if that's why when you're when you're putting them in the trash or like not even wanting to like touch it at all i I honestly think it's because people don't give a shit it's not their restroom so they're just flushing them down because they're not thinking about it yeah if it was their house Mm. i mean obviously it's their house it's different because it's not they're not being seen by other people so shame is definitely one of them for sure but also you know, we, we, we do live in a renter's world now, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so because of that, mm. we care less about, it's like, oh, that shit's broken. I'm just going to get the, you know, that's a supers, but it's the building's problem. It's not mine. Well, and we also 
are not educated about all of the systems around us. Like people don't think about plumbing like, systems. Yeah, like exactly. Like civic. Yeah, like civic systems, like sewage or how how trash gets collected. They you you put it in the thing where it's supposed to go, or you don't. Um, and then somebody takes it away, which like you know that's what taxes are for but like (laughs) but you know or which feels honestly it feels connected to other systems that uh, affect us every day that we're not educated about how they work like financial systems and the law right and then like why are we not educated about them so that the most powerful people can keep the most power that's my opinion i mean it's it's that it's it all comes down to that it all comes down to power and money and lobbying and you know the reason why toilet paper still exists in this country in a lot of ways and where environmentalists have tried to go other routes like the bidet route Mm. just hasn't worked because toilet paper lobbying the, the lobbyists for these consumable product companies are so you know their pockets are so deep yeah yeah and so it's so hard to sway and of course politicians are pretty much all corrupt and so they'll take a a buck from anyone at any point and and so it's all about who has the most money to fund so yeah i mean it's we're that definitely dark it's that dark toilet paper money it is <laughs> no we call it we call it big toilet paper big toilet paper it's big toilet paper You're and right. it's it's we're trying to like our goal is to make toilet paper like the next plastic straw mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. plastic straws are becoming just more a nuisance and and and, and people feel like we're like plastic straw free from a marketing perspective. People feel like it's a cool marketing thing now, which is actually yeah. a great thing. It's almost, and same thing with, with Tushy. It's just like, oh, like everyone needs toilet paper. Like, what are you talking about? Like, and it just like the plastic straw. Oh, 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 plastic straws are like now out of being a la mode. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we're totally, we hate plastic straws. You know, it's called, Andrew told me this term and my, my, my husband told me the term virtue signaling. Yeah. It's yeah. called virtue signaling. It's like, oh, plastic straws being like thinking that you hate plastic straws. Or plastic vir- bags. Or plastic bags. It's virtue signaling. It's just showing that you're now eco-conscious. Meanwhile, you're not. Well, it's, well, it's interesting. I mean, I think that sometimes there's like a small thing that people can do, like carrying reusable bags with them, like carrying reusable coffee cups, like, and that if it becomes... A la mode. A, we right if it becomes right. like acculturated and and then then that then that can spread with the speed of a meme. Um, but I think that you're right that that's sort of always like the cost of that is that then there's people who are like I'm gonna virtue signal this one thing and then I'm gonna feel like guilt free. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then I don't have to do anything else. Right. So yeah. I mean, it just. But again, it's kind of like how yoga was not in and now it's and it's been now in for a number of years in India is really in and so people walking around their yoga bags on their shoulders yeah it's virtue signaling but it's also good mm. people who like say that they meditate every morning even if it's like you know maybe true maybe not true the fact that they're even thinking about meditating thinking about yoga that's only going to make humanity and consciousness better mm-hmm. so that's great same thing it's like if you're like advocating for no plastic straws even if it's just virtue signaling and it's a la mode and because other people are saying it you're saying it yeah great that's at least like at least you're saying it you know so <laughs> I think for us, we really want people to say it and also act on it. The plastic straw thing is interesting too because it, it makes me think of some pushback that I've seen from disability activists who talk about how straws are actually often like very important to disabled people. And it makes me actually think about, I wonder if, I wonder in what ways, I would love to talk to different disability activists about the ways that 
bidets could I, could benefit uh, oh no bidets are ready for those who have mobility issues to mm-hmm. turn their bodies to use paper mm. it's a huge thing for the elderly community and for yeah. people with mobility issues and again if straws are better for those with disabilities then great but if it's if it's for able-bodied people they, they don't have to use them for those yeah. who have to great also absolute support of that yeah i think it's just really about you know if we don't have to do that yeah and if it reduces the carbon footprint of our of, of humanity on this planet i mean if you look at this is the line if i'm if i'm drawing a straight line across yeah and we have been the, the amount of carbon dioxide in our air has kind of teetered around this line for 20 million years yeah we are now double higher than that co2 levels today than we are in the last 20 million years it's fucked up and so that like like the fires and the storms and the hurricanes and the this and the earthquakes that shit isn't just like well it's just happening it's happening more and more and more and more frequently because global warming because of all the things that are happening to our planet the people who deny it just doesn't make any sense yeah so yeah i mean I, i think if if we start by eliminating the plastic straw as much as possible plastic bags plastic water bottles and just carrying around okay we're carrying around a couple of things sorry mm-hmm. you know like yeah. that alone can 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 really really save the planet you know if we all did it collectively using a bidet could really save 15 million trees so and you know and one one other thing that this makes me think about and i was thinking about it specifically when you were talking about the what do you call the the reusable? Uh, just a butt towel, like a, a butt regular, towel, like a hand towel, or a yeah, butt it's towel. like a, like a cum rack. <laughs> totally, we have we sell beautiful, hundred percent organic bamboo towels, butt towels on our website on hellotushy.com. and I use it for my son who's sixteen months old, mm. and and just use his use it to pat his butt dry every single time as well, well. So it's interesting that you bring that up because not only am I, I'm like I want a butt towel. It makes me think about reusable diapers. Yes. which m- might be something that you ha- have an opinion on with a 16 month old I'm on it. baby. Well, so yes, I've been working on a diaper project called hero diapers. My son's name is hero. Cute. There are terrible dis- reusable diaper products. All of them really suck. Mm. There are some that are um, biodegradable mm. that are better. Yeah. They just don't like, it's just the cut. It, it just, it's, you still leak a yeah. lot. So, they're they're definitely you know i love the fact that they're mom and pop type of businesses who's who've created these but there really does need to be a a diaper that is a lot that that fit better to most babies that actually absorb but it's not disgusting like i did reusable diapers for several months yeah and i had to clean out the shit yeah off my baby's diapers and i spent like so much of my time washing the disgust you know like it's not just yeah. I mean, your baby's poop but it's still poop it's still gross yeah it doesn't smell the best yeah and it's, and it's like just, it's just a dirty it, yeah it's a it's a so, chore right to so, so what so what we're creating is is simply like a, it's a diaper that has a very thin disposable liner but that liner is biodegradable mm. but the, the diaper as a whole mm. is reusable but you still can at least take the liner out and most of the nastiness is is gone. Yeah, you know? it's so, so it's, it, it's really interesting. I mean, I have more friends now than five years ago that that have kiddos and are raising kiddos. And, you know, I have probably more than the average person's 
amount of hippie friends and punk friends and people who are like just committed to taking on different systems yeah. and, and thinking critically about like, well, we're going to have a baby and we're going to do this in a, we're not going to like take all of the conventional ways of doing it. And yeah, I mean, I've definitely gotten to see, you know, the systems that my friends like build, uh, they, you know, that you, you have to build a system. You have to have the bin for this. And like, I have uh, a friend who actually does, who has a bidet and then also has like a little spray thing That's and they will like spray off the poop um, on the baby. No, yeah. no, literally, I was just about to say, Tushy is launching a baby bidet. Whoa. Yeah, and it's called Tushy Baby. Oh and God. and basically, it's a simply, it's a tray. It's a, it's a really simple tray that you lay the baby on. Huh. And then it you just take our, we have a travel bidet that we're also launching, mm. which is a collapsible water bottle, but that, that, that when you pull the spout out, it's long enough where when you spray your butt, there's no backsplash and that it oh, feels like really a, great. It's like an enema. It's like literally it's a travel bidet. Yeah. And so we are, so basically you spray the baby's butt and then the tray, you just take the tray and you just dump the poopy water into the toilet. Yeah. Super simple. If you want to eliminate all wet wipes, if you want to eliminate, and when you're, when a baby's really, really young, using wet wipes can irritate the baby's butt. So yeah. it actually can create diaper rash, which keeps you up at night as a, as a parent as well. So to use just fresh warm water to just spray the baby's butt gently takes the poop off and then you pat it dry with a towel. Yeah. It's like a perfect kit to wash the baby's butt super environmentally, but still not like in a gross way in a really clean way. Cool. The next subject that I want to talk about is the connection between anal health and hygiene and anal sex and pleasure. Yeah. So like, I think that, even though I had encountered and really known that I liked bidets before going to Tristan Terramino's house, <laughs> just naturally the fact that she had it and is the anal sex queen helped me to sort of see that there would be a connection there. And, you know, I, I teach classes on anal health and hygiene, basically like getting clean to get dirty, right? And Love it. Uh, all of the different kinds of enemas and also like how, how people have eroticized enemas over the years and enema fetishism, but, but also all of the different ways that you can feel really clean inside and outside so that you can come to anal sex from a place of like not being like stressed or inhibited or like literally clenching up because you're worried about making that mess, which I would say is like one of the main, if not the main inhibitor for people to enjoy experiencing anal sex or they've had a bad experience and they're like never again. Right. Yeah. So I wonder if you can speak to the connection between like both like just having a bidet to use maybe like before anal play, but also just like being more in the routine of being like engaged with your butt in that way and like being aware of your anatomy and like what is going on back there instead of this thing that you've described of the sort of furtive like, uh, get in, clean it, maybe I don't even care if I'm actually like sitting in shit all day, but I feel like society has told me that like I'm fine now, so... Anyway, 100%. if you could speak to that. Yeah, I mean, clean is confidence, right? We mm. feel clean. You feel more confident. It just yeah. is in, in general. I mean, I, if I feel like, you know, like sweaty or having showered or, or whatever, I mean, having someone do things in a different part of your body that you're not used to, like anal sex, it can make you feel like, does it, how do you, does it smell? Does it feel, you know, you kind of start to go there and you can't just relax and enjoy it. So totally. I think being fully clean, um, 
makes makes all the sense in the world. We, we just started talking with and working with this amazing porn star named Asa Kira, who mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's brilliant, a, brilliant business person in addition to, speaking of anal queens, she's, yeah, her, I mean, her Instagram is, is Asa Hole. Yeah. And so we were like, oh my God, like we have a character for Tushy called the Asshole. Mm. And so we're like, wouldn't it be amazing if we created a product with Asa Hole? And it's so really, it's just really awesome to bring in a porn star, a sex worker to the mainstream to, yeah to, to 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 talk about these things yeah and she has an amazing crossover appeal so she does and you know she's I, I think it was you know for her too she's like oh my god i can't believe i've been using wet wipes all these years yeah. on sets of porn porn shoots where oh yeah everybody uses you, you know um wipes and and she's like i didn't realize that over time it does strip away the natural oils which is like for someone who's in that business it's really scary the thought of that yeah so for her, she's like she's very excited to inform her entire audience and the you know the the, the world of porn yeah. that being clean gives you more confidence and the cleaner you are, the more experimental you could be, the more you know just you can do anything. Yeah. And yeah. so I think you know it just I think because we live in such a puritanical world, it's it's hard to talk about anything sexual related. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mean, being clean just just because our vaginas and our butts happen to also be our sex organs. Mm. I think that has so much to do with this, the, how far behind we are in any of those innovations because, and, and, and like whenever I talk about it, it's so weird because pleasure, mm. we feel pleasure from there. We feel we excrete all the things our body doesn't need. We produce babies. They come out of there. Like, and the fact that we shame that part so much, mm. so so that the products that we use, the fact that there hasn't been a period product in so many years, a pra- in you know, in a hundred years, there's been only three innovations in the toilet space. There's been very almost zero, you know, innovation for the yeah. American consumer because we've been so rep- you know repressed and oppressed in that world in that regard. So. I think, and I mean, bidets have existed, but I think from a mainstream perspective, they've been very much shunned because again, it relates to your vagina and your butt. So yeah. people don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So I think it's been really fun for us to work with Asa, I think, to bridge that conversation around anal pleasure and anal health. And I think, you know, we're, we're, we're launching with her next week. Amazing. That's and great. Yeah, it's going to be great. And we have the product is called the Asa Wash. Oh and gosh. you can check out asawash.com as well. And, you know, and so I think it's, it really is like taking the conversation on sexuality and bringing it forth. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Forward. Yeah, you know, I wanted to go back to something that you were saying about Asa Akira and, you know, somebody who has anal sex for a living and has anal sex in a way that is both meant to be a, like, entertainment and a fantasy to people who might also enjoy anal sex in their life or not have it in their lives. Having anal sex professionally on camera is 
often different in a lot of ways with a lot of factors than the average anal sex encounter between two or more people in a non-commercial setting. And this is something that has come up a lot with the fight from the adult film industry against Prop 60. And said what? there was a lot of legislation in California trying to regulate and make it mandatory for all porn stars to use condoms on all sets. It's for all, all porn sets to always use condoms no matter what, right? And people in the sex industry argued that they wanted to be able to make their own risk-aware assessment just like any other industry or person or, you know, individual like having sex for work or not. You can choose to use condoms or you can choose to be on prep. You can choose to use non- barrier forms of birth control you can choose to use the pull-out method you can choose to use lube or um or to get tested regularly which is you know what folks in the adult film industry do and so you know even thinking about i guess what i'm getting at is thinking about what you were saying about yeah freedom um and 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 autonomy and volition and the right the right to make your own choice about your body and not have somebody else say like this is what you need to do to feel safe but even thinking about all of the that that ideology that the government can say this is what safe sex is or this is what safer sex is does not take into account the fact that for example using a a product a conventional commercial product like wet wipes we think okay this is good this is making me cleaner when actually if it's as you're saying if it's if it's stripping your natural oils which can lead to more fissures which is actually the thing that make need surgery need surgery but also like if you have like an like an open wound even if it's just the size of a fissure that is actually the thing that can lead that's the reason that anal sex is a higher risk for sti transmission not because there's something more sinful about it it's because open wound it's because there's just more likely to be fissures and that is how stis are are transmitted if you have a fissure and you are having sex with someone who is HIV positive or has gonorrhea or anything like that. Well, that's how it can be transmitted, right? And so, and you know, if you're using a condom, the condom is, if the condom is also abrasive and is leading to fissures, then that is actually less safe, right? Which was the argument that a lot of porn performers were making, right? So my, my point is thinking about all of the roles that these products play in both our ideologies around sex, but then also like how that can become connected to litigation and that you know, in, a, in a way that imposes on our freedom. And that's why somebody like Asa speaking out about it is so incredibly important. I think it's so funny, like just, just in, in having this conversation is that what's so funny is that like all of these rules, these governmental rules, it's all made up. You know totally. what I mean? Like, some, by men some, usually by some old guy <laughs> yeah. who's like well i don't think it should be like this and therefore this is a law and you're just like who the fuck are you yeah to decide so i think if we if we just it's kind of like money money's a made-up energy exchange totally it's just like it's a thing that we've agreed to between us yeah is worth something yeah the same thing it's just like we have to agree that this policy and this thing is is like is like truth to us mm. right so like or we can play the game and say okay sure 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 you know it's kind of like when you're a, a par- when you were like growing up mm. and your parents are like 
you have to wear your helmet. You know, I mean, like that's that's not a good example, but like just an example. You have like, to be home by curfew. You have to be home by curfew, and yeah. then you're like, okay, no problem. And then you go and you go out, and you're out till you're till late at night, and then you come back after and then you're like my phone was dead and i'm so you know like whatever like you i knew. would have called you, you know knew. it's like you knew but like it just you can you can just like so what i'm saying is that we can we can like play in the quotes by the rules i guess in the society i guess that we that's been made up i get you know like by people sure and then we can still play by our own rules mm, mm-hmm. we can say sure 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 no problem and then you go make your own rules and play by your own rules my personal philosophy would include also thinking like if you see a rule that you feel is unjust like and therefore marijuana uh, that great example me? like and you see you're like well this doesn't apply to me so i'm gonna smoke weed and you're maybe able to get away with that for any number of reasons then maybe also a part of that maybe our social responsibility is to try to in whatever small or big way that we can try to change the world so that people who have maybe like less flexibility with the rules like less opportunity to be flexible flexible with the rules like because- oppressed groups yeah i mean folks who stand to like have harsher punishments if they yeah. are caught people who just like have less like social mobility or like access to mm-hmm. like wiggling around with totally. the rules because like having money makes it easier to wiggle around the rules right a lot of the time right I mean, yeah. or having or having social access or having you know any number of things so if you can so marijuana great example right like i can say i know it's illegal to smoke weed but i'm going to smoke it anyway because it's like clear to me that it is medicine Help, or yeah. it is fun so then i can also say like hey part of the reason that I've been able to like buy weed and like smoke it on the street and like get away with it is that I'm like a middle-class white person. So like, what can I do to like change the world so that like not only other people can have this medicine and this fun, but also that the people who are working really hard to like (laughs) make it possible for me to buy an eighth of marijuana for 50 bucks are, are not bit then like bearing the, the The punishment. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm it's, you're absolutely right. And I think the only way forward is when the, old white guys die <laughs> i'm serious they keep being born though they do but then also like how many women got elected to this congress this year you know it's really like, awesome it's like 48 i don't know or more it was like a it was i don't like know the number but solid it w- number of women and women minority women of color and yeah. of of you know every walk of life and every you know um you know socioeconomic status so I think that is really, really, that's showing big time progress. Totally. Also, like the fact that, you know, now 42% of mothers are either primary, 42% of mothers are primary breadwinners. Mm. And then, and then 64% of women and and mothers are either primary or co-breadwinners. Cool. And so because of that, like the power dynamic and the structure is shifting. And I mean, this is like, this is a conversation around, around women, but like, you know, th- this is also like a microcosm to like what is happening to the rest of the world. Like as more people from oppressed groups become, have a voice and are getting paid and are earning, yeah. you know, our voices are going to be heard more and more. Oh, yeah. And therefore policies will shift because those people will be seen in, in places of power. So, yeah. you know, in, in, in the, in the made up political system that we live in, <laughs> you know, so, um, and, and, you know, it's like, do I like waking up to like the trash being removed from the front of my, my street and my street being cleaned and the snow st- st- being shoveled. And like, if there's a big, like, you know, th- 
a big threat or like something that that we do have some things to support us as a community yeah do i think a lot of it is bullshit and bureaucratic yes mm. but also there are there are some good health you know the fact that obamacare is now helping so many millions of people have health insurance like there are things that that like this made-up system is 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 working and we can accentuate the positive yeah yeah totally and acknowledge the people who are working hard to make that happen 100 percent. i'm just thinking about all of the fluids that the body makes <laughs> and um and how you have made a, a business out of period you know blood and all the all the other stuff that all the other sloughing <laughs> off endometrium that that uh that that happens um during menstruation and fecal matter and i'm one i'm like our tears next like <laughs> are you gonna invent like a new kind of hanky <laughs> i have a few i have a few things up my sleeve it's not. okay the website if people are interested in tushy is not tushy.com which is a great site. which is a great porn site it's hello tushy right that's right hello tushy t-u-s-h-y.com cool and i think you can buy them at pleasure chest Mickey, thank you so much for talking about a lot of disgusting stuff, which, you know, is my brand. Uh, I love it. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I'm really proud of the work that you're doing, too. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll see you soon. Yes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 